0: hello hello we're back at our um Kristen's house yes we are i guess we figured or we just established like every other time we can just go to each other's houses yeah that works it's i mean yeah it was like a
1: unspoken agreement i feel like yes
0: but it's, yeah it's been working out this
1: way yes so far. i've been liking
0: it and this is the most we've seen each other in months and months and months it's amazing especially with no kids right where it's just us to hang out.
1: The only time we ever saw each other this much was when we worked together, which was a dream. Yeah, that was so fun.
0: Ugh. They put us on the same shift. And I was like, are you sure you want Kristen on this shift? I mean, I'm not complaining, but like, are you sure? It was a bad idea. It was, but we had so much fun and we, we did. did a great job.
1: Yeah, we always, our, the work got done.
0: Yes. Kristen was always very, like, meticulous and so, like, regimented and be like, Sarah, I need to do this. And I'd be like, I got you. I'm ready. And I could do the off-the-cuff stuff. Yeah. Um, You'd always bring the fun. For sure. Yeah. You brought fun, too, though. Yeah, when it was appropriate. Yes. Yeah. That's probably why she got to a higher level than me there. I just, well, You
1: didn't give yourself enough time. I know. I time. just left. Yeah, you just left. <laughs> you <laughs> could be running that place now.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. i talk about like, QVC. I do like definitely. QVC stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay cheers cheers surfside. thank you surfside yeah well thank you kristen who bought these surfside we would love a sponsorship
1: yes so funny story about the surf sides. so oh, i bought yeah. them early this morning uh-huh at 9 a.m okay so for all my ohio people because i know there's a lot of ohio listeners this pennsylvania is a prison Mm-hmm. And you have to go to a certain store or like distributor to get either beer or if you're getting liquor, you have to go to the wine and
0: spirits. store. You can't just go store. to a local Wegmans or grocery store to can't get this because the- it's vodka.
1: Yeah, exactly. You can't just go to your grocery store and get it or go to the gas station as we would do in Ohio and just get your... Uh, Fill up on your alcohol. So this morning, I realized I didn't have any surf sides, and so I went at like nine a.m. nine oh one. I walked in the door. They open at nine, <laughs> <Of> and <course. laughs> the guy heard the door open and looks around at me and is like, "Oh, hello." And I was like, "Hi." And I go. I know exactly where the surf sides are. I go. I get them. And the register wasn't working. Like the little card thing wasn't working. And I was like, "Well." I guess that's what I get for being the first customer of the day. Computer hasn't woken up yet. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, there's no prize for coming in here first, unfortunately." And I was like, "Well, especially," <laughs> he said that. Yeah. Oh, and he said, "Well, especially when you're coming into the liquor store first, like, you know." And he started like giggling, and I said, "Well, you know, when you have small kids." And he goes, yeah, you got to drink early in the
0: morning. <laughs> and I was like- Instead of just being like, yes, yeah. you got to come when they're in school. Yeah. It's not, like to start early. What
1: I was going to say was you have to run your errands early, but yeah, you know what I mean. And he was like, yeah, for sure. And then everything kind of worked out and I was getting ready to leave and he goes, well, mom, you want a bag for these? And I go,
0: oh no, I'm opening these in the car. <laughs> probably <want> <laughs> he probably loved that. He thought that was hilarious. He's like calling 911. He's like, there is a drunk woman yeah, leaving yeah. my shop. That's n- not funny. You should never do that. I don't condone that. But you've never done what, it before.
1: Yeah. That is what I said, and he thought that was funny. And then I kind of walked out You're there, full like, of jokes in the
0: morning. Full You're of just jokes? a morning jokester. I
1: know. Who am I? I don't know.
0: Um now that you've like mentioned this i don't know if i've ever because i live in delaware we have you can't get like liquor or alcohol in like a grocery store but everything is condensed into one you just have like liquor stores so yeah you you can't you don't get it at a grocery you can't go to like a grocery store a walmart or anything Mm -hmm. you have to go to an actual store but everything's together but we have liquor stores everywhere liquor we call them liquor stores but they they sell everything beer wine liquor I don't know if I've ever seen a liquor store, like an alcohol store in Pennsylvania and I come here all the time. Yeah. Wine and spirit store. That's what they're called. Yeah. Cause I'm like, what are they? Like little, like bougie things like, like with little light sign in the window. Yeah. I mean,
1: they're literally, they're, they pop up all over the place and they're usually in like a little, like plot, like, um, little mall area or whatever strip center. Strip center. Yeah. but. Yeah, so the, the wine and spirit store and then your like beer store will be like Doug's beer or you know what cool. I mean, like a cool, like privately owned like little beer spot, typically. Pennsylvania is stupid. It's a prison. That doesn't make any sense to me. Every one of my friends from Ohio, move here, please though, because I miss you. Oh, But it is a prison.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like I don't I've never seen one, so that's a good point. Uh but I do love the Wawa that's in, that's, oh, oh by over the, the line. Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Cause cause there sell. is
1: one Wawa that, well, that's close to us that you can get beer there. Mm-hmm. It's right on the line. Yeah. So when Keith and I would leave the NICU after August, we would stop there on the
0: way home, pick up a beer. You have to drink to get you. I didn't drink when summer was in the NICU, but because... Oh. I think there was just too much going on. Like it was just too much. We didn't mm-hmm. know what was going on. Yeah. So I just was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I just need to go right to sleep. Right. And then when she died, I never slept after that. could yeah. sleep every day when she was in the hospital. Cause you were just so tired. Oh yeah. You're exhausted. But then now I'm just like, wide wide awake why is my daughter not here um i have a surfside story very quickly okay a girl i went to high school with um kirsten and we we're friends outside um high school too i haven't seen her in a while but she works she's a teacher now and shout out teachers yeah we love teachers she our sponsorship worked us talking about it she non spawn i should say she had never tried it before and she was like you guys always are talking about surfside Oh. i am gonna go get some and she's like they are so good
1: yeah they are i feel bad for my ohio people because you can't oh, get them because it's a pennsylvania thing i don't Philly. think you, yeah i don't think you can get them
0: yeah when you walk into our liquor store they have everything in the world surf sides are right when you walk in the door like you'll trip over them because yeah. they, they always put what's selling right in the front so it's like surf sides high noons. yeah they know what they're doing exactly so yeah. but yeah so this us talking about it uh has got people drinking it so if you see one so buy good. one yeah it is so good they're delicious and I, I always
1: think of my mom when i drink these because my mom doesn't like a lot of like super super sweet alcohol or she doesn't like like a regular beer yes. this is like a little right wine cooler type middle. of thing <laughs> yes
0: and she would love it the first one we always say you just don't know there's anything in it yeah you're and like, Then the second one you're like hmm, i feel really happy and then the third one you're like hmm what, Is what it, am I doing? Yeah. And then the fourth one you're like, "Oh, I probably shouldn't drive." Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yes. That's
1: how we feel on the
0: beach. Oh. And sometimes the first one's hard to get down. Agreed. Second yeah. one's go down easy. Mm-hmm. Um, should we get yeah. into our correction section? Yes. We don't have a jingle, but let's do one on the fly and see if we can uh like go in harmony. Correction. correction. <laughs> I can't do it. I, you went so high. I could not. I was like,
1: "Oh." <laughs> i'm thinking oh. about i thinking about the snl skit with kristen wig and fred Armisen where oh. she's just like go ahead and sing, sing correction.
0: Correction. oh yes you are kristen Yes, you, <laughs> you went so high i was like oh. yeah cat and garth or something like that yes. they're
1: <clears throat> snl characters um,
0: anyway. okay well correction section here it is. Okay. Um, I will go first. This, this seems to be just a repeating thing. The Love Good it. Samaritan Law. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Again? I just want to confirm really quick. Sam mentioned, please do not put a pen in anyone's throat. To me, she told me that? She said it to me, please tell Kristen not to put a pen in Sam, anyone's throat. Sam, how dare you? And um, my uh, friend Drew, he wanted me just to give an example of the Good Samaritan Law. If I pass out on the floor, and you need to give me cpr and you break my ribs doing it trying to like like or if i choke and you give me the heimlich right. and you break my ribs i can't sue you oh because so, i was saving your life because you're saving my life so that's a good samaritan law okay
1: that's a good one okay
0: gotcha. um also drew had pointed out back when i was talking about the driver's test with delaware yeah um in delaware i guess it's a like a state law that it's not just the private school for the rich people. Um, it's a law for, um, not a law, but everybody takes driver's ed in their school. And then you take your test in school. In Delaware. In Delaware. Wow. And then you go to the DMV to get like just your driver's license. Whoa. So you don't have to go to the DMV for your test or anything. Yeah, it was just an extra so step. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a, um, so it's not as convenient. Perk. Yeah. But it was, he, he had pointed those two things out. The example for the Good Samaritan law. I hope we can put
1: a, button on that and close yes that one up
0: and then um the driver's license thing so oh, cool thanks um, true yes so what correction do you have i have one correction it's about august weight when she
1: was born oh, oh it's eating at you it was eating at me i said she was six four she was six seven
0: yeah i thought Which it seemed weird what penny was six seven correction for me then, because penny was 611. <laughs> See. We did
1: <laughs> Mom brain. Dee yeah. dee 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 dummies. The, after a while, like it's so funny. You remember for so long, like all these details. And then after a while, they slowly start to date, you're like, I know yeah. she was six pounds, but I don't know what the ounces were. Yes. So yeah, she's, she was six, seven.
0: Okay. So all of our, well, the girls, well not summer, I guess, but Penny and August, we're in the six pound range. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Love that. Um, okay. So update, uh, from our last episode, um, it was so nice to talk, um, about summer a little bit, and I thought you did a great job. Like just asking some questions. Um, you did a fantastic job. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I guess I wanted to talk a little bit. I know we had spoke about Pam with Nemours, Mm -hmm. um, when she had called in the middle of the, um, podcast, but she actually, I sent her, uh, our episode. Okay. Online through email and um, she had listened. Oh, nice. She loved it. And she asked to share it with, I already had told you this, um, but she asked to share it with, um, the grieving parents group at Nemours, which is really Mm -hmm. so special to us. Yeah. Uh, and just even have that connection with Nemours because it obviously is, has a special place in our heart. So, uh, we're happy to, to kind of not partner with them, but sort of be a resource to other grieving parents. Yeah crazy. It is crazy.
1: Right. It's I th- I'm just like thinking back if like, somebody had sent me a podcast from two women who were at Nemours and had lost babies like right after August died, like I would be that would be so awesome. So just thinking about them having that resource now is really nice.
0: I and comforting. For sure and some people might not be ready yet Uh, and i've heard that from um a few people who've reached out like about who have friends who have um had children pass away and they're like they're not ready yet but i've shared your information and when they're ready they'll they'll take a listen and it's all in your own time which you know we know everything's Mm -hmm. in your own time so yeah yeah for sure uh all right so um one thing i got my insect test back okay I'm not allergic to anything. Any insects? No insect. So they didn't do it on my back. Plus. They did it on my arm. I thought it was back, but it was venom. It was venom? It was venom. They called the venom test. So they do all of them in my arm Mm. and they were all negative. So now they're like, all right, maybe I'm allergic to a food, but food is so vague. Like there's so many different foods. You can't decide from it. So. That's good that
1: you're not allergic to any bugs because I do have this bag of cockroaches. <laughs> I'm
0: <gonna give> <laughs> yeah, they didn't test me for cockroaches. It oh. was just-
1: okay, I, I, I'm, we're giggling because last week I was coughing. You were the
0: sicko. I was the sicko. This week it's you. Yeah, it's just that like I don't feel sick, but it's just the throat thing. Yeah. And it's
1: super annoying when you're trying to talk on a microphone to have like a weird little tickle back yeah i can feel the
0: tickle right now coming i'm like don't you do this yeah so if we have lots of commercials it's my fault this time it is and the editing i'll have to edit it out (laughs) i saw on your instagram the cutest thing Hmm. baby crew oh is crawling yep he's crawling finally Praise.
1: Praise, praise but now i'm scared oh he's already just terrorizing the house and you forget how quickly like you it's not just like the cabinets and like the pots and pans and like under the sink and stuff it's everything so i, I had my coffee on the floor oh. set like and he just went straight for it be for it great, great place like, for the coffee i know but when he's not moving you just can throw everything it on goes it. Yeah. on the floor so and i'm a floor sitter you know yeah. this. Yeah. so i'm always like on the floor with like my food or my coffee or whatever Otto's got toys everywhere. And as soon as he started crawling, he just went like straight towards everything you can't have.
0: Does he chase Otto
1: around everywhere too? No, he doesn't want to chase him. He just wants his toys. So Otto will leave something on the floor. And Cruz like, oh, this is my opportunity. This is mine now.
0: And it's just straight into his mouth. Well, it probably makes him less frustrated now because he can move. He's yeah. going. He went. He'll be, he'll be a year in November. So he's a late crawler.
1: Yes. So I was getting a little worried. I was yeah. like, this close, very close to uh, calling the PT to get him in there. But you were giving me some good yes. advice and stuff like that. That you stuff that you did for Penny for when she was cra- mm-hmm. starting to crawl, and I was working with him every day. Great,
0: so it worked. It worked. It's all about building the core up. Yeah, he needed it big time. He just was the big flump. He the just big fluffy man. He's just a fluff, and I love it. But, so cute. Yeah, well, no, congrats, congrats on that. Thank you. Good job, Mom. Good job, crew. When you see this one day, love that. Um, <laughs> all right. So I see we have a little special lady joining us today. Oh, my gosh. We Look do. At her. She is so sweet. It's August. And you can see we have on our August shirts. Our yes. Our August. Um, koozies. <sighs> yep. Yeah, koozies, too. Yes. Or we're wearing um, our blues. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. And cheers to you. Um. Yes. I had ordered um, this August shirt from Heather. Mm-hmm. And when you order, it is so sweet. Like she puts so much thoughtful stuff together. She does. She's, um, she's so good. She had put in honor of August Grace, $3.60 is being donated to baby Colin Little Peter from the purchase you made. Um, The donation from your purchase brings the donation total to $45. So it's so cute. Yes. uh, To have that. So I think 20% of. Um, whatever you buy goes to it, and she sends stickers, little she, August stickers. They're so cute, yeah, and so sweet. We put these on our the microphones. Heather. I have my summer, and she's the August one. So yeah, you get little stickers, um, if you're listening, um, and little motivational things, but adorable, yeah. Um, and it goes towards a good cause. So I had ordered my shirt. I was so excited to wear it today because we wore our summer ones last week. Yep. Um. So yeah, I guess I'll let you take the floor, and I'll kind of be the I'll be you last week. Okay, cool. We have the tissues. Yeah, we do. So. <laughs> Let's see. I called. going I called Kristen yesterday. I was like, how are you feeling about the episode? And she was like, good. I gotta go. And hung up. So I was like, mm, we don't have
1: to do it yeah.
0: tomorrow. We can I was do already another day. to it.
1: I was, I've been amping myself up all week,
0: though. It is a lot. I just remember feeling this last week. Yeah. It is a lot to like, just prepare for and to think about. So Yes. And. Uh, i guess
1: disclaimer or trigger warning for those of you who are listening i am going to be explaining um in a little bit of detail about miscarriage and chemical pregnancy as well Mm -hmm. before i get into all of august so if that is something that is triggering towards you or something that you just cannot hear right now i'm not offended we are not offended please protect your peace and your mental health and you do not have to listen to the rest of this episode i just want everyone to be safe and to feel good and so yeah i will be talking a little bit about that
0: that's great to give that disclaimer before so let's get into it okay here we are (laughs) miss the sweetest little precious bean Miss sweetest little
1: august yes so um right as auto was turning one, I found out that I was pregnant and was like, wow, that was fast, <laughs> like crazy. Like we were like trying again and not sure. And um, not sure how long it was going to take or whatever. And something that Sarah and I always say is like, we have no problem getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's just like keeping the pregnancy. That is the, the tough part. So um, around eight weeks, I went in for, well, I guess it was seven weeks I'd went in for an ultrasound and they, the doctor had said something about like it not looking like a strong heartbeat. So I had to come back the next week and at the next ultrasound that week, there was no heartbeat. So I was devastated and I just couldn't believe it. I didn't, you don't think anything bad is ever going to happen to you. So I ended up taking a pill that can help you pass the pregnancy naturally. And I took it on like a Friday night after work. And I was like, all right, I'll have the weekend. They said it'll be over, you know, in a couple of days. And um, I had prepared myself for something kind of like, insane and after two days i was like okay i think it's done like i think everything i don't need to go into detail about how much blood or whatever was there but i thought it was over correct yep so on that sunday i actually was feeling a lot better and i went on a five mile run i was like i need to get my head cleared and i went on a run and i was like feeling great so monday comes and i was working it was covid time so i was working from home and Keith had gone into work and I am basically going into labor and had no idea what was going on. I'm like hunched over. Did and they not warn you or is everybody different? They said everyone's different. Okay. And of course I had no idea. It's just like when you're pregnant for the first time, like everything is weird. When you go into labor for the first time, everything's weird. You don't know what to expect. You don't know how your body is going to react. I'm like hunched over in the foyer here, just like, in so much pain. I call Keith. I'm like, you need to get home right now. I have no idea what's going on. Basically, I'm having contractions and going into labor mm-hmm. and like, I'm finishing off my Is Miscarriage. It one little pill that yeah. did all this? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that was traumatic for me. A um, couple months later, we get pregnant again. I go in for an ultrasound, no heartbeat again at nine weeks. I was like, Are you kidding me? That's two in a row. I just didn't. First, I didn't think I could have a one miscarriage then to have two in a row I'm like what is going on. So of course, I was like, I'm not doing what I did last time. I'm gonna go in I'm gonna get a DNC and had a procedure done, which is super traumatic. Um, just you're. I mean, you're awake, I was awake mm-hmm. during mine um I went to my OB does one does the procedure in in her
0: office oh that's so good because I was gonna say I didn't know if you had to go to like I didn't go to the hospital hospital or like a general surgeon type of place and your OB would do it there my OB does it and
1: Keith was there with me and they at first I didn't think they were gonna let him in because it was still like the beginning of COVID and I was like you've got to be kidding me Mm -hmm. so I have the procedure done and it was obviously super traumatic and I was like there's no possible way like now I'm thinking okay I need to look into like my family history and fertility issues genetics, and genetics things. and all this stuff um couple months after that I take a pregnancy test found out that I was pregnant again but then like four days later start my period so I was testing testing positive on pregnancy tests, but started my period, and which was a chemical pregnancy. So now I've done two miscarriages, a chemical pregnancy, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take we're taking a break like this is too much. My body has been through the ringer at this point, I'm depressed, I'm like, not feeling great about anything. So I go in to my family um, doctor and she's like, let's run A whole panel of blood on you. Let's do hormones. Let's let's just take a look. Like I need to like, let's look at your history. I really want to help you. I think it was like two days before I went in to go get my blood done. I am pregnant again. Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: With August? With
1: August. And I'm so nervous for like the first. Do you know you're pregnant? You assume, I guess, right? Yeah, I assume I'm pregnant, take a pregnancy test. Obviously, I'm pregnant. I tell Keith, Keith is like, I don't know. Like we're both like,
0: let's, let's not just get too see. attached. Yeah, let's, let's see what's see. going on.
1: So go in for first couple of ultrasounds and everything is looking perfect, looking great. And I'm just like elated, of course, elated. You made it past the stage. Yes. And um, then, you know, do the 12 week NIPT and I'm like, ev- everything comes back beautiful. She's looking great on all of her ultrasounds we go in for the 20 week ultrasound. She's beautiful. She's perfect. Everything looks great. And at this point I'm starting to gear up for, well, we didn't know she was a girl and we weren't going to find out. And then it was Otto's second birthday I remember this. Yeah. and I was like, I don't know. I kind of want to like prepare. I don't have like any clothes. Like what if it is a girl and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of wore Keith down cause he wanted to, he wanted to wait too, but we ended up finding out and we did a little gender reveal in Otto's birthday cake.
0: So I we, remember you FaceTime me too. Yeah, I have it on video, the FaceTime, but it doesn't have the sound for some reason cause uh, we were at Nick and Michelle's house. Oh, I, I do screen recording. screen record it, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And it didn't save the sound, but I have it on my phone. It's cute.
1: Yeah. It's, we were so excited and I felt from the beginning that she was a girl. I was like, she's a girl. I knew it. I knew it in my soul. I'm a girl. She's a girl. I just know it. We just connected. (laughs) So that was awesome. Um, And then at this point, I'm gearing up for, I was, um, Otto was a C-section, emergency C-section, because he, I was induced with him at 41 weeks and the his heart rate kept dropping with the Pitocin. There was just too much Pitocin Mm -hmm. and... He didn't do well with it and it got to the point where they were like we need to call it and make a decision here because it's starting to get unsafe for him so he was a c-section and i felt like my birth with him was kind of like that was it was like taken from me like i it's
0: not what because you labor never for like two days right and well, then did a C section? Yeah, like you know, it's you get induced. Too.
1: You get induced. It's it's a long process to get induced. You are laboring for a long time. That's exhausting. For sure. So I felt like something was like kind of stolen from me and it made me really sad. You don't ever plan to have a C section if it's not like, you know, if you're mm-hmm. tip like a normal, healthy birth or pregnancy, I should say. You don't plan to have a c-section yeah so i was like your body's first time it's learning yeah super bummed yeah so now i'm gearing up to like have a v-back which is vaginal birth after c-section and everyone's amping me up um like august is starting to sit like on my sciatic nerve so i'm like in a lot my back is in a lot of pain and i started going to a chiropractor who <sighs> nicole bailey i love you to death she made the rest of my pregnancy bearable and was, she was helping me the whole time. She had three of her own children, um, unmedicated and two of them at home. Wow. Yeah. So, um, she's amping me up. She's giving me all these. I remember you telling me
0: all this, you like calling me and be like, I think I can do this.
1: Yes. And, and, um, sweet Ellen, model Ellen from QVC beautiful beautiful redhead she you has know, four kids and she's like you can do it i know you can do it she's like giving me all these tips and tricks i'm reading every book under the sun you're eating dates i'm eating dates i'm i'm doing all of the things teas yes everything, everything. and i was super prepared and knowledgeable about the birthing process and i feel like i didn't go into autos labor like that because you just don't know what to expect you're just like well kind of like the less i know like the less scary it will be yes and th- i was like
0: totally switched around at this point in time yeah first pregnancy if you don't have anything wrong to like go against yeah you're, you're go like, into it like nothing can go wrong
1: yeah i'm just gonna
0: pop this baby out yeah like you My don't body will the take what ifs. Ifs. yes yep
1: so i was prepared for this v um, and I was like, she's going to come like a week early. It's going to be great. Like it, I'm going to go into labor naturally. I'm going to be so prepared. I'm going to labor at home for a little bit, then I'll go in all the things. So as her due date is nearing and nearing and I'm not getting any sort of <laughs> traction on like any pro progress whatsoever, I'm starting to get nervous and. I'm like laying in bed at home and I'm like feeling her weirdly on my one side and I felt like, I felt like something was
0: off mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was. Was it an was it an actual feeling or was it yeah. like, or was it a feeling like in your heart or was it a feeling like, Hmm, like Otto didn't do this. It was both. Okay. So she was, I would
1: lay on, on my um, left side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And no, I'm sorry. I would lay my right side and she would kick me and elbow me hard to the point where I was like, when I switched over to the other side, she was fine. And I was like, there's something, maybe there's something off here. I felt weird. It felt strange to me, but then, you know, you kind of talk yourself out of it. You're like, it's fine. She's, this is what people talk about. You know, my first pregnancy with Otto was beautiful. Perfect. Like, everything went well. I slept great. I Like I had no problems and issues besides I was sick at the beginning. I had no issues. So I'm like, well, I wasn't super sick with her at the beginning. So like, maybe this is just, you know, her way of, you know, being a pain in my butt. Yes. Kind of a thing. So it's at the 40 week mark. And my OB is like, we need, since you haven't gone into labor naturally, we're going to schedule the c-section and i'm like okay because i i was and am a good candidate for a V back because i had a normal healthy pregnancy quotes (laughs) excuse me so i'm starting to get a little sad my mom had come into town um from ohio for like the week because i was like i know i'm gonna go naturally i know i'm gonna go naturally and we were going to the zoo. We were going to the farms. We you were drank like, the brew. We, we, we I forgot. forgot I about forgot about that. it too until
0: you were just talking. Oh my gosh. And, I forgot and, about that. And that's when I told my mom to come. Yes. Cause we drank the brew. Okay. So tell them about the brew. Okay. So the midwives brew, if you haven't heard about it is, um, this old, it's like, I guess it's a wives tale that you can drink like a shake and it's castor oil, green tea, um, almond butter and apricot juice mm-hmm. and you blend it and you have to like chug it. Well, I induce my own labor with Penny and I've given it to so many women. Like I'll come over to the house and be like, I'm the OB says it's fine and safe to take. Mm-hmm. So I told Kristen, listen, you're at the talking. appropriate time. And yes, of course. When I was 40 weeks, I was term. So, um, I've had, I've given it or like have made it. And I think maybe to like seven women,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all of them have gone into labor. Except you with August, yep, and you always say now hindsight, it was because she knew she couldn't she knew she wasn't supposed to be out be yet. out yeah mm. out yet, like she knew, so I she was, was thinking she wanted more time with me, she wanted more time, yeah, you yeah. got that time together, so anyways, I was thinking about that though because we came here, I made the brew, yeah. you drank it, we were waiting, and I was like texting, I'm like, all right. Like,
1: I went on a walk and I had terrible yes. Braxton Hicks. Like, it did, I was it like, it's happening.
0: It's happening. And then went to sleep and was fine the next yeah. morning. So, you took the brew, it didn't work. So, you were trying to everything we, I was to trying go naturally. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, when they scheduled the C section, I was like, I was bummed, but I was like, you know what? It's okay. Like, my mom's here. She's going to be watching auto, and we're going to go in at 7 a.m. and we're going to meet our girl in, you know, 15 minutes. Like, and that's what happens with c-sections super quick um but i didn't recover well from my c-section with auto um i just had a real everyone every woman's different but i just had such a hard time i was miserable i couldn't move um you know some people do really well with it and i was just like i never want to do that again Mm -hmm. so we go in at 7 a.m. And I'm like, I have like all this nervous energy. I'm like, I have this cute like blue dress on and all the nurses were like, where'd you get that dress? You look so pretty. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. And um, yeah, I just felt like really, really good. And so the doctor who was in at that time was this really cool, like younger progressive doctor. And she and I had been there's like six doctors in my practice and her and I had been discussing a little bit about a VBAC and how I
0: really wanted to do it. And she was like, "Have you seen her before board. that? Or is this your first time meeting her?
1: No, I'd seen her before that. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And, um, she comes up to me at the desk, like she sees that I had like just walked in and she's like, I want to do a TOLAC. Do you want to do that? So TOLAC is trial of labor after C-section. And I was like, Wait, what? I didn't know that I could do this. I didn't even know what a toe was. And she's like explaining it to me. She's like, like, "It's a
0: snow. It's a slow day. It's yeah, slow, slow yeah. morning." And she's like, "I'm, I'm ready
1: to just try it." <laughs> and I'm looking at her, and I was so I had mentally prepared myself the whole to day. Baby in an hour. Like, yeah, I was like, "I don't know about this." I look at Keith, and Keith is like, "Kristen, this is what you wanted. You studied so many books and." And you have prepared your body. You've been meditating. You've been listening to affirmations. Like mm-hmm. you are, this is what you studied for. So if you want to do it, like this is your time. Like this is your time to show your stuff. And I'm like, what? okay, let's what do it. Hell? Hell? So I'm getting induced. And I was like, I call my mom and I was like, I'm so sorry, but we're making this day a long day. And I think I I texted you Probably, or Keith yes. yeah, texted yeah. you guys and was like, we're not meeting her in 15 minutes. She's, we're do, we're going in the get induced. So what I, a gift
0: hindsight that that doctor gave you. It gives me goosebumps. Yes. To, to think have about that it. time.
1: Um, and we rocked that labor. Like we, I was so prepared. I knew my body, I knew what my body was doing. It took forever to get induced, you know, but once I had it was time to push, and I was like, I had thrown up, and I was like, okay, like I know my body's transitioning. Like This is time for me to push. It's like two in the morning, and I'm like waking up Keith after. I'm like, Keith, I'm gonna vomit. And I, he was like, oh no, and he's like, <laughs> tr- like, stumbling out of the like, uncomfy chair. He's like, it's time, and I was like, yeah, I think it's time, and the doctor came in and checked me. The New doctor had come on, because it took so long to get induced. So Dr. Schatz comes in and she's like, okay, like we're ready. It's time to push rock and roll. And I'm like, okay. And they're like teaching me. Cause obviously I didn't know. I didn't push at all with auto. I was like around seven centimeters when they called the C, the emergency C-section with auto. So I didn't even get to this point with him at all. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm getting kind of nervous and they're teaching me how to do it. And I was like, okay, okay. And put i pushed a couple of times and didn't get like too much progress because i'm I, I'm still like trying to figure it out and this nurse comes in and is like chatting with my like labor and delivery nurse mm-hmm. and she's and i hear her whisper like hey this is um this is a, a v-back mom like she's a tolac so this is probably gonna take a long time and i was like
0: no you're like you mess with the
1: bull you get the horns. that's all i had to hear and so i start pushing instead of like pushing like three times i'm like pushing every four times i'm like super mm -hmm. i know that i know those pushes yeah and they are
0: no i'm like
1: i'm getting this girl out of me and so i'm pushing and pushing it was like maybe like 50 minutes to an hour i think um and she and i just remember like my doctor chat's like being like, here she comes, here she <laughs> comes, she's coming. And I was like, yes, like this is going to take like, a long time. In lesson. your face. And, yeah, I'm like so excited. <laughs> and she's born and I they put her on top of my chest and I'm just holding her and I'm we're elated, like so unbelievably happy. And they put her on top of me and she looks up at me immediately. She's like, hi, mom. And as soon as i made eye contact with her i knew there was something wrong Mm -hmm. she looked at me and she looked back at keith and i swear she was trying to tell us something Mm -hmm. because i'm smiling at her and then i see her face and i was like i think she's telling me something
0: like almost like a panic look
1: I don't know what it was. Just an
0: intuition look, I guess. You're just like, yeah,
1: like obviously she was like crying. She just came out, but like, she wasn't making any noise. And they give Keith, like, you know, the scissors to cut the umbilical cord. And as soon as she's off the umbilical cord, I feel her struggling.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I'm like, what's wrong? what's wrong? And they're like, oh, she's okay. They take her from me. I had her for like 30 seconds. In hindsight, that was the only time mm. I ever had her without her being on life support. Without any wires or anything like that. And they take her from me. <clears> then <throat> my doctor is reassuring me. She's like, it's okay. Like sometimes they just, you know, have a hard time coming out and
0: adjusting to the world. Yes, you know, they're always doing the rub in their chest, trying to make you feel okay.
1: Yeah. And she's still not crying, still not crying. My doctor is, you know, starting to stitch me up. And she's like, it's okay. And I see people coming into the room and they're rushing into the room. And Keith and I are just like standing there, like, what's wrong, what's wrong? And they're like, we're not really sure. And I see like these young girls, <laughs> these young like labor and delivery nurses, like kind of coming in just to like be there to support. You could tell that like they had called, they were
0: called in like a code or like, something.
1: Yeah. But no one knew what to do and they were looking at me and
0: I was just sitting there in shock. Tell a little bit about your hospital too, though. It's not a hospital yeah, so, that has a NICU, correct? Yeah. So, so. I
1: gave birth at Paley Hospital. And they don't have, like, a full-blown NICU. They have, like, like a small one that you – just for, like, babies that come, like, a little early and they can, like, stay under the lights for a little bit, and that's it.
0: It's not, like, a full-service NICU. Yeah, so you're getting kind of, like, what they know at the time. Yeah. Like, okay, we just know that something's wrong. Right. We don't know how to handle this. So
1: they call in another woman who must have been, like, the most – tenured one of them all and she's she takes her away and they're doing like ultrasounds are doing as many tests as they possibly could at that point in time and she comes in after a while and keith and i are just not speaking to each other like i'm in complete and utter shock i don't have my baby with me keith's just like you know standing there like rubbing my back and he's like we're not talking it's just quiet and she finally comes back in and is like, we did like an ultrasound on our chest and there's a big mass in there. And we're not sure if it's water. We're not sure if it's a mass like cancer. We're not sure if it's like, you know, like a tumor or something. We're not, we're not sure what it is, but there's something in there that's blocking her and she's having a hard time breathing. So let's take a quick break. Okay. I'll and gather back. myself. And yes. I'll, I'll finish. Perfect. Thanks, Surfside. Thank you,
0: Surfside.
1: <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, yes. Um, You're doing a great job. Thank you very much. We, uh, so where I left off was talking about how the nurse or the doc, she was a doctor. She came in and she said there's some sort of mass in there. We're not sure what it is. At Paoli. Um, at Paoli. <clears throat> and she's like, we need to take her to a NICU, like a children's hospital that can do more for her and um they were like where do you want to go and i was like like chop or Nemours?" and i was like i don't know i i have no idea i'm not even from around here i didn't do my research on this I part. Didn't do, yeah <laughs> i wasn't i don't know like i they're both great i know that but i'm not from around here i've never had to have a child i've never visited a child at any of these places so i don't know which one is better and i asked the doctor i was like where would you take your daughter and she was like well i did a." a lot of um, work at Nemours and I really loved them. And I think that it's a great spot for you. Um, CHOP is in downtown Philly. It's harder to get to like every day. So let's do Nemours. It's it's close and I mean close, 45 minutes away, but um, easier to get to and they have a really, really great team. And I was like, okay, let's take her. So. They're getting ready to transport her and I was like I need to see her before she leaves like I haven't seen her and I don't know if I'm gonna see her again because you guys don't know what's going on I'm thinking she's got like she was like born with cancer basically because I had no idea what was going on so as soon as I started getting feeling in my feet um after the epidural I was like I would like to go and see her and so they wheeled me down to where they were about to transport her they had her hooked up on all these um wires and stuff and the Nemours team had come in the middle of the night and dr taylor was there who was our resident doctor that who took care of august for her whole life was there to transport her there and make sure that she was okay and Keith and I got to see her for a little bit and then they took her and Keith followed behind and just went, he gathered up all of his stuff and just went there and, uh, they started running tests on her. She had a really hard time going, like transporting over there cause she couldn't breathe. Uh, she was like really purple and she, she was just struggling a lot. And it was because, I found out, you know, first of all, they're telling me go rest. <laughs> yes. Yeah, go off. rest and, and, and relax and try to recover. And I'm like, okay, you've got to be <laughs> fucking kidding me. I don't right think now. any mom could ever do that. No. And, um, Keith calls me in the morning. I mean, it, a couple hours later and he said, they think she has a congenital diaphragmatic hernia. And I'm like, He's explaining all of this to me. He's explaining that it's a hole in your diaphragm. And they found they, they, they think that her intestines had come through and were laying on top of her, one of her lungs and some of her other organs. And um, that was why she was having a hard time breathing. And when I was laying on my side in bed and I could feel her like basically struggling.
0: When you were pregnant.
1: When I was pregnant. She was like struggling in there, but she was practicing. It was like later in my pregnancy it was when she was trying to practice to breathe on her own, you know, babies practice before they come out. She was having a hard time when you were on your one side. Mm -hmm. And it was because all of her
0: organs were laying on the one side. And um, it's the intuition and your babies can communicate and tell you that something's wrong. And the same thing, like hindsight, looking back, you can kick yourself but you're just like, you don't you never know. You just think, like, oh, they're in there. There's nothing you can do. Yeah.
1: And I remember thinking at one point, like, the safest she's ever been has been inside me. I wish they could just put her back inside me mm-hmm. because I know she was safe in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, she was breathing because I was breathing. Like, when she was attached to the umbilical cord, she was safe because she could breathe through me. Um, and as soon as she was off, she was struggling. I think the best part about the whole situation was that, like, they said her heart is so strong. Like, it's not on her heart. Some babies have the hernia on the other side.
0: And this was the positive spin. Yeah, you know, hey.
1: Yeah, the organs could be laying on her heart. And it's like... It's still 50-50 chance of living, which when I looked that up, I threw up. I had no idea. I thought, she'll be fine. And uh, then I looked it up online and doctor Googled and was like, Jesus, 50-50 chance, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. So when Keith told me that, he's like, you know, we need consent to put her on life support ECMO, which the only reason why I knew what ECMO was at the time was because it was COVID and everyone was going on ECMO when they were- You couldn't even get enough ECMO machines. Yeah. Like, and it was like, people were saying like, once they're on ECMO, like that's a bad sign, you know, because it's life support. So I was like, yeah, like whatever you gotta do, put her on there. And they got her on quick. Um, It's a surgery because what they do is they- they put um tubes into your heart down like your neck and into your heart and it basically pumps out bad blood or whatever cleans it pumps in the good blood and she ate from there she got all of her vitamins from there like Mm -hmm. she was great but it's a surgery you know so like I mean, she wasn't even a couple hours old and she was already having her first This is so much to process,
0: like, just delivering her and having this blow. Yeah. You can't, you can't, She was perfect. Yeah, you can't um, perfect for that. Except for, like,
1: a little hole. Like, she was a perfect, beautiful child. Except for a little tiny hole in her diaphragm. Like, that's so unfair. Yep. Yeah. It's so unfair. So anyway, sorry, I'm getting through it. Getting through <laughs> you're doing, it. you're,
0: you're rolling, girl. <laughs>
1: um, so I was like, okay, well, I need to be with her now. So it was like, I don't know, seven in the morning. And I just start, they were like, go ahead, go, go ahead and take a nap. And I'm literally like laying in my bed with my eyes wide open. I was like, what am I doing? I get out of the bed. <laughs> I hadn't slept all night and I just start packing up my stuff Mm -hmm. and the nurse comes in to see me and I could tell it's like shift change. And I was like, I'm going to need all my, all my stuff. She's like, no problem. She like gets like a huge, like basically a pillowcase and she's shoving the pads in and the cold packs 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 in. She's like shoving it all in the tucks. Everything's going in there. Cause you get like so much support and like recovery care from at least my hospital i know a lot of hospitals do this um and so she's just shoving stuff in like i still have stuff from august like recovery that i'm like she i, I was walking out pads. of there like
0: yeah load me oh, up like, for a freaking, stay
1: in the like santa i was like walking out with a sack oh my god um and i can he- hear as i'm packing up and i have everything i have my bag on i have all my stuff and i'm just standing there like this oh just waiting, just waiting with my stuff, ready to go. And I can hear the nurses outside talking. And she, the, my nurse that had been me, with me all night is like explaining to the day nurse, like her baby's gone. Her her baby's at no Like she's ready to go. Like, don't even like, don't mess with her. She's ready. And like, then they're telling the doctor and the Dr. Broussard that was out there had literally told me about both of my miscarriages. And she had just walked in and she was like, I heard. She's like, "Let's get you going, Mama," and I was like, "Okay, (laughs) yeah." Like, "Let's go." Thank you. Thank you. And she signed my discharge papers. I had to fill out all this like stupid paperwork to even get just discharged. And they like do like a mental health check. Please, it's like five hours later. Like, are you depressed? And like, she's looking at me. She's like, "You don't really have to fill it up. Just say you're not."
0: just say you're not so we can let you go. And I was like, thank you. There should really be something against that. I know giving that form to, cause mm-hmm. I remember saying the same thing. I'm not filling this out right now. And they yeah. said, just do it before you leave. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because they
1: can't like legally, I don't think they can let you go if they know that you're not like mentally feeling good because it's, you could do something crazy. You could do I something understand. Cra- yes, yes. Yes. I understand that. But, um, read the room read the room yeah so i'm like whatever and i call my mom and she had just come to visit me and um in the hospital and we're just sitting there like crying together and my poor mom i felt so bad like she was just as confused as i was because we didn't have any answers yet she's probably trying to stay positive for you and yeah and as soon as keith like had she left keith called me said like she's doing her surgery like she or her surgery is done like she's good to go. I was, I called my mom back. My mom had, was like a, almost home to my house mm-hmm. and I called her back. I said, you're taking me to the hospital. And she was like, okay. And she like <laughs> turns around. She's like, of course. And she, I'm just like bawling my eyes out in the car with my mom. And she's just like, it's going to be okay. Like she's so yeah. sweet. And she drops me off there. And I was like, I don't, where do I go? I don't know what, is gonna happen when I'm here, but like, just take care of Otto for me. Like, please, mm-hmm. just take care of Otto. I know that he's gonna be in good hands with you. She's like, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like I got to Nemours. Keith is waiting outside. With actually, Jimmy was there. Uh, Jimmy knew that um, is one of our one of Keith's buddies from um work. And Jimmy was like, such a good friend, and he was standing outside and uh keith like came out with a wheelchair and he's like okay let's go And i was like i don't need that he goes no you need to sit down you <laughs> literally just gave birth like a couple hours ago and they wheel me up and they were like you're august mom mm-hmm. and i was like yes mm-hmm. and they were like oh my gosh like i like, they were shocked that i was there they were like i can't believe it um they were like she did so good in her surgery
0: and uh-huh. i talked with her surgery was done when you got to the hospital Yes. Her okay, surgery so was done was already... and she
1: was like starting to swell a little bit just because of all the, all of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the doctor went in there and took like a bunch of pictures of her and they like, came out and showed me them and they like put a little hat on her head and they were like, she's doing good. She's Aww. doing great. She did great for her surgery. She's so strong. I was like, I know. But like hindsight and everything, like if I had gone through with that C section, if my, if that doctor wasn't there that morning, to be like, let's do the V-back, like, let's do the Tolak. like, I never would have been able to hold her. Mm-hmm. She would have immediately been, like, taken from us, like, yeah. never would have been able to gone. see her gone. Um, I never would have been able to go by her side mm-hmm. that quickly, because when you have a major surgery, like, you can't, you can't get up like that, like, yeah. that quick. And... I feel like it all kind of like happened for a reason. Like she was late for a reason. She wanted to spend that kind of time with me. The doctor that was there that day who wasn't even supposed, I think she was filling in for somebody like, she she was giving you that opportunity,
0: all of it kind of lined up perfectly. It's the worst case shittiest situation you could ever have. And so like messed up Yeah. You have to be able to find like little like glimpses of oh i'm so glad i had that moment that yeah once they cut that umbilical cord like i had that moment with her like Mm -hmm. on my chest or when she was born they could put her on my chest yeah like you had that that time even though it was just a millisecond Mm -hmm. of whatever you know just having those those moments it's nice that you can like reflect back and be like all right at least i had that Uh, yeah it doesn't make it any better but like everything else after that was so shitty yeah that you had you know that moment with her so, and you don't know, like like we said last week, like when you're pregnant, like you just don't know. No. And you can't go back and appreciate the time.
1: No, you can't. And that's, I think that's like what sucks, but like, that's what's so nice about retelling it is being able to be like, I did have that mm-hmm. moment because I feel like the shitty parts of everything can flood over you so quickly. And retelling the story as hard as it is, it, may, it does make you like appreciate that time that you did have mm-hmm. because you forget because all the shitty stuff feels more important and just so heavy on you
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you kind of forget about the, like the moments in between. Um, so yeah, and then that started her NICU journey, which is like a whole other,
0: you know, <laughs> those are our, our another episode, yeah, down the line. And a lot of our NICU, when I was there with Summer, a lot of our NICU nurses um, were like, I was like, oh, do you know like August? And they are like, yeah, we know August. <sighs> uh, so, so it was crazy. And I was like, wow, I wish that we weren't here together or had the same. Yeah. I wish this wasn't the case. Um, but yeah.
1: we had a lot of like really cool like happenings in the in the NICU too. I know you did as well, but like you know, like one of my doctors, it, because August was on ECMO, she had her own like special team of people. She couldn't be left alone um, because there was always somebody there monitoring her numbers. So like, that's why I always felt so good, like being able to go home and like actually sleep. get rest and get some sleep because I knew there was someone there with her at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, but like one of the doctors there like had a son named August mm-hmm. and they called him Augie and then his daughter's name was Grace. And I oh, was Grace. like, Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Like, I don't know, the people that were there in that room had were meant to be with me and Mm -hmm. I felt so much support and love from them. I could go on and on. But yeah. Yeah, so that's her birth story. It just it's so wild that it's my story.
0: Like Mm -hmm. even when
1: you were telling Summer's story last week, I was like, What is our life? (laughs) Yeah we say that all the time to each other, like I can't believe that this is our life. Mm Um, because you just don't think something like that bad is ever going to happen to you or to your baby Mm -hmm. and then to your best friend and then their baby. And like when that stuff happened to summer, it opened, opened it back up. It's not fair like to know like that one of your best friends is going through that kind of hell. It just... I would just prayed every day that it wasn't um, like her outcome wasn't going to be what it was. Yeah. And it it just sucks so bad.
0: And I think it's, it's like, that's why we're, that's why we're doing this is because we know that there's hard moments and life has to continue on and we have to continue on for them, for our children that we have here on Earth that are healthy. Yeah. Because they wouldn't want us to be sad because we are. So um, we just have to keep moving and yeah, live for them because they can't be here for it. So we just go for them. My uh,
1: one of my good friends, Krista Sonhalter, she lost her daughter Lily. She was born in July, I believe it's July or is it June? I'm sorry, Krista. I'm getting that date wrong. I think it's July though. She went to labor early. She had um, some issues with her pregnancy and they were in the NICU for a while and then Lily passed away. And this is while I was pregnant with August. And I remember, I remember looking at Keith and going, that is like the most unimaginable thing I could, like I can't even begin to think about what they're going through. And then a month later it's happening to us. Mm -hmm. And so like, I know now what Krista felt Mm -hmm. when she saw August pass away, you know, like she was like, no, like that was reopening those wounds for her. Because I saw it with you and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, I just can't believe that this is yeah. our life. But I like prayed, like, just thank God for Otto.
0: Yeah. And um, and I don't know if you felt this way when we were in the NICU. Like, Penny was like, our, you know, Penny's our life before. Then when summer came, I forgot I had another child. Jo- I forgot Penny existed. Because yeah. she was safe, she was healthy, she was loved, she was fed, she wasn't having uncontrollable seizures. Like, yeah. it was, she was fine. And then when summer died, it was like all I had, all I needed was Penny. Like, I just consumed my life. Like, popsicles, 8 30 in the morning. Cool. Yeah. You would like that? Sure. You want to go to Target and buy every, like, Play Doh, a 36 pack of Play Doh? <laughs> Doug was like, absolutely, put yeah. it in the cart. Yeah. No. So you just consume your life with that. Yes. other child and that's what we found and there are you know people who lose a child and it's their only one and they have to yeah. find that that reason and what their reason's going to be to keep on moving
1: yes and the, and i'm so lucky that keith is such a good partner and i'm so lucky that doug is such a good partner like we there's, like, a statistic where it's, like, like, 70% of couples that go through, like, child loss like that, mm-hmm. like a death of a child, they get divorced.
0: That seems so high to me. Yeah. Because you've been in this together. Like, the, they're the only person that understands mm-hmm. what you went through. Mm-hmm.
1: But you grieve so differently. You yeah. you, you grieve yes. different than Doug. I grieve different than Keith. And there's a lot of, like, sometimes there's blame there mm-hmm. depending on what has happened and when it's like a fluke rare thing August that was rare Mm -hmm. congenital diaphragmatic hernias are super rare Um, you know there's no blame anywhere Mm -hmm. but we're lucky that we have good partners that we can lean on and I'm glad that Penny's in her spoiled era the first year they're spoiled. At, they are after a death, after yes. a sibling death. Otto, I swear that's why he's a little rotten to the core to this day. Yeah, you said, we just spoiled the crap out of him. He got anything and everything that he wants. Yeah. Ever anything that his heart wanted, he didn't even get it just from us. He got it from uh,
0: everywhere else. And yes, the the amount of gifts that come to your house after you lose a child for your other child. Yes, people are like, this is you need this, and I do think
1: that. Like their Penny and Otto, we talk about this a lot. Like they're on their own grief journey because yep. Otto is now to the age of like, he's, he knows what happened.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he doesn't understand in its entirety, obviously, but he knows that August died. He knows that summer died. Yeah. He talks about them both. Um, and he gets sad. Mm-hmm. He knows that they're not here anymore. Um, but I think like from outsiders perspective, like I hope like their behavior can mm-hmm. differ from other kids because they're seeing their parents really upset yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, they're acting out in different ways and seeking attention in different ways because of what, of it's not how they're being treated but it's what they're experiencing at home. And I think like it's important
0: to give grace where it's needed. And yeah, nobody wants to see their parents cry. Yes. And our kids saw a lot of crying. and still do. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: sometimes I get really sad and I'll start crying and Otto knows, like, mommy, are you thinking about August? Yeah. And so then, like, sweet. Yeah. So I don't think I give Otto enough grace. Sometimes I think I'm just so worried about, like, oh, he's being bad right now. Like, I need mm-hmm. to make sure that he's not being bad and whatever. It's like, I just need to let him go. He's four. Yeah. He's he's dealing with it. As
0: I'm looking at a picture of him on your fridge looking so sweet and, like, ornery at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Ready to tear it down. Um, Well, I think that you did a fantastic job. Thanks. It's a good way to just talk about it um, because I think we had said even with Summer, just it's nice to share kind of the part of the story that people don't know. Yeah. Um, So that beginning part of the journey because, you know, you just know the end result. yeah of it it, so and i think that we
1: get caught up and people are afraid to ask questions Mm -hmm. and people and and that's fine um but it is nice to like get it out and retell it again even now like after two years like i don't don't feel like i've told like her full birth story in a really long time Mm -hmm. so it does feel good to actually get it out of my body
0: again and i say this is a diary so that even if (laughs) nobody watches it um, even though people do watch it, thank you, but it's a nice diary for <laughs> yeah. the kids to have like down the line mm-hmm. to, to look back on and just know like what we all went through and what yep. they went through too. So for that, um, all right, great, great, great job. I love you. Love you did so, so wonderful. Thanks. Wish that we weren't doing this podcast. I wish it never existed. Man, this podcast world. blows. Yeah. This podcast really just gets me. Um, uh, but yes, the little sweet August.
1: Thanks for listening to her she is story. Cute.
0: She has a pretty girl. Thanks.
1: Yeah, she's beautiful. I this is a, a little tale from the NICU but um, when I was there and I was like pumping and making sure that I was like making enough milk they were like you still have a job to do mama like you if you want to breastfeed her like start pumping and I was like of course like I'm on it. I'm 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 on it. So there's like a little shade in the NICU and I was like pulled the shade back and I'm pumping like right next to August and um one of the many doctors that had come in to like do she she was doing respiratory she was checking her respiratory Uh and checking like all of her tubes and stuff and she walks in and it was the first time she saw august and she goes oh my gosh this is a beautiful baby (laughs) and i was like from she had no idea i was in there and i was like thank you so much (laughs) thank you and, and becky was one of the girls who did um August ecmo machine she's like oh yeah mom's back here oh. and the lady was she like thinks. could you could you let me know next time there's a mom back there what if
0: i was like man this kid's really ugly <laughs> oh my god i bet you they don't say well they maybe say it you that could have been putting her in a compromise situation yeah she said that. But I, um, I mean your kid's definitely not
1: no yeah
0: look at right. that face
1: she is an angel yes um but yeah anyway should we take a little break and then we'll come back and like do a little ending. Do a little ending. Perfect. Sounds good. So let's hear a break from our sponsor, Surfside. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, thank you, Surfside. Thank you, Surfside, for that. Uh, you did a wonderful job. I know I I've said that so. a couple times now. Um, Can you say it one more time? <laughs> you are <laughs> stand on the table. And I will just, ovation. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's a toughie to listen to. It is going to be. It's tough to listen to. So thank you for um, listening listening and sticking around. And watching. Yes. um, We will not be recording next week because I'm going to Mickey's house. Mickey Mouse. Disney. So Penny's first time to Disney. That'll be really um, so So fantastic. Um, So we'll be there next week. Um, So we'll pick up. Yeah. The week well, after. Lots to talk about. Yes. Then. So many things. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you anything that happened in Disney World. No. no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll, I'll tell at, you some things. Tell me everything and then I'll act at like surprised. I didn't hear. Yeah. You you bring your theater background to have the best surprises. Oh, oh, no way. Gosh. I've never heard this. Uh, yeah. So we'll definitely, um, catch up. I'm sure. <laughs> um, at that point, I know, uh, when we have reached out on our Instagram and, uh, had did anyone have any questions a few people have responded back yes Uh, it just didn't really fit in with these last two um episodes that we did but we're keeping a journal so we'll be sure that if you did uh submit a question we'll get you an answer to that yeah for sure just because it would take us longer than like two minutes to say an answer probably
1: yes and we're also trying to keep the episodes we noticed that they're gradually getting the episodes are gradually getting longer and Mm -hmm. we don't want them to get too long so we're trying to keep them yes Around forty-five to
0: an hour, correct? Yes. Yeah. So we definitely are trying to to bring those down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe our next episode will be a little Q and A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we could maybe do we that. We should do
1: that. Okay. Cool. Perfect.
0: And it'll leave enough time since we're taking a week off.
1: It'll leave some good time for people to have some questions and whatnot. Perfect.
0: Cool. Well, thank you for listening uh, to the Good Grief podcast, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. <laughs>